is up, young lovers. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the Love and Learn podcast. My name is Jeremy, and I'm Alyssa, and we are the Davenport Duo. <laughs> you didn't do it with me. It's a little cheesy. Okay. Davenport Duo. <laughs> Aw, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> that should be our intro every so, time. No, we'll right. talk about it. All right. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. No. Well, we're back. Yeah. We are hanging out in the living room. Our child is taking extraordinarily <laughs> long naps today, so we are taking full advantage of it. He only wakes up to eat and wants to go right back to sleep, and hey, you do are, your thing. We're living on borrowed time right now. He's just growing. <laughs> He's a grown boy. Oh, gross, Bert. Um, how you doing? You doing good? Doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Doing great? Doing great. You feel like you've been loved well recently? Well, now that you mention it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was about to get plastered. <laughs> no, I would talk to you in private. That's good. Yeah. I already know I can do better, but we can always I'm glad do better. That you feel, you know? Yeah. Well, I can do better. I'm loving you. That's true. We're talking what? all about. <laughs> you're not supposed to agree. You're supposed to say, no, you're doing great, babe. <laughs> we stick to the script. <laughs> well, guys, we hope you are having a wonderful day, whatever day this comes out. I don't know. We don't have like days that we post it. Listen think. to it when you want. It doesn't <laughs> just, matter what day it is. Just listen to it when you feel like it. <laughs> no, you got the day. If you're tanning your cheeks out on your lawn or if you're mm. commuting to work, <laughs> this is the time to listen. Should All I right. talk like that the whole nope. time? No, nope. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the pod. That's how you talk. That's your like fun voice you like to do. Oh, I got offended there for a second. I was like, that is not what I sound like. That is not what I sound like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Oh my gosh. Actually, oh, baby woke you. up. Gotta go. Uh oh, <laughs> guys. We have a jam-packed episode for you today. We are so excited to talk about this because this is a topic that has not only changed the fabric of our relationship, but has really changed the fabric of relationships all over the world because this concept founded by, I believe it was founded by Gary Chapman, is called the five love languages. And it basically is a way to identify the five most key ways that we feel loved in our life. Oh, like ranks them. Like what's most important to you? Right. Because these are the five. Like Right. Yeah. And I think that they all like kind of fit into these categories. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've read the book. So I'm not going to be like super fresh off of like the exact way that he communicates it. But for the most part, like these are, and, and the way it works is he was a counselor. So he was a marriage and marriage counselor. So he would talk to couples all the time. And over the course of years and years and years and years of doing this, he started to notice patterns of like certain ways that he would ask his couples, like, how do you feel loved? And so he kind of boiled it down to five different categories and then like expands on each of those to explain that this is how different people feel loved. And we wanted to make an episode about this because I have personally seen firsthand relationships fail simply because they didn't know how to love their partner the right way. And I've seen clear examples of it. I've seen it literally just be the general like status of relationships. But it is, it's something that I feel like every single couple needs to know going into a relationship. If you don't know it, you should know it. And if you're someone who's like, I'm fine, our relationship is good, I don't need to learn this, it's fine for now, <laughs> but things can change. <laughs> and 
this is always like a good fallback of when things don't seem to be going super well in the relationship, you can always kind of turn back to these love languages as a great starting point. Yeah. For like, like a reset. Like a great reset. Yeah. Like what to do kind of moving forward. Because there's plenty of seasons in life where you're like, man, I haven't been loving my partner well. Or man, they just need some extra love. How can I do that? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to break down the five different categories, share a little bit about our love languages talk about why they're important, how we can start to communicate or not communicate, how we can start to like live out those now and kind of some like practical tips of Mm -hmm. how to love your partner. So with that being said, the five love languages. (laughs) Number one. Gift giving. Gift giving. (laughs) Number two. Words of affirmation. Number three. Quality time. Number four. Physical touch. Number five. Acts of service. The second I said (laughs) (laughs) the accent at the end. Acts of service. Acts of service. The second I said three, all I could think of was pick number three, my lord. (laughs) Pick number three. (laughs) So those are the five. I hope you guys got those. If you're taking notes, jot them down or just Google it. I'm sure you've all heard of these. I don't think so. It's Really? really not as common as you think. I think it's getting a lot more, but okay. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. I I would Love to be proved wrong on that. I guess I, I don't want to assume. So we'll, we'll just Well, you know what happens when you assume. You ain't going to ask out of me and you. That was... <laughs> you said it wrong. Ask you and me. Sorry. Bleep those out, there please. You go. <laughs> I didn't... I was surprised you were going to say those things. Bleep it out. Bleep Blow it out. Some bleep it out. I'm My sorry. gosh. Sinner. Sinner. No, Sinner. No. Shame. 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 Well, anyways, those are the five. <laughs> Let's start with gifts, which... um. Neither of us have. <laughs> I think it's our bottom. <laughs> it's on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. So gifts. Uh, when it comes to the love language of gifts, it's less about, it can be about giving gifts, but it really is more about receiving gifts. So I think that when, I like, do you, can you think of people in your life that like love gifts? Is there anyone that like comes to mind when no, you but think I, about I, like, it? To me, I don't, kids come to mind. Yeah. I know it's like, a, I don't know if that's... I guess. But I mean, oh yeah. I don't want Anyways, it. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> My brain turned off there. <laughs> so, <laughs> had a disturbance in the frequencies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Too many things processing at once and it just shorted the circuit out. Command a starship. Command a starship. <laughs> Do you read? <laughs> um, yeah, no. I uh, If I can I think know. of anyone in my life that likes gifts unfortunately <laughs> it was the last person i dated oh, i'm just kidding, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the uh the last person i dated was a huge gifts person mm-hmm. they loved gifts and when it comes to receiving gifts it's not necessarily about what they receive because if you had like the love language of gifts but it was only about the things that like you personally loved then it wouldn't really be the full like scale of gift giving, right? It really has to do with what goes on behind gift giving. Because when someone receives a gift, the mind or the mindset that they kind of like roll through is you got me this gift. And what that implies is that you were thinking about me and you went out of your way to get something and give it to me. Or this thing reminded you of me or... Right. Yeah. And that's where it's like, man, I love this. And not mm-hmm. not in the sense of I love what you got me because they could love what you got, yeah. but they really love that like, oh, you're thinking about me. 
Like yeah. you think about me a it's lot. It's not like, oh, good, you spent money on me. Like, please right. spend more. <laughs> yeah, the, the toxic. If it is, oh. yeah, the toxic <laughs> side is like you have to buy me lots of things. Yeah, then that's that's unhealthy, and that's not really a, like yeah, a love that's, language. That's different. That's I don't know if that's love. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't Hot really take. define it as love. <laughs> but um, if it if it's like on the general scale of like you love when someone gives a gift to you, like if you were to like out of nowhere someone just came up to you and was like, hey, I got you this gift. You might. If you're, if you're someone that doesn't have that as like a love language or it's like on the bottom of the totem pole, you'd be like, oh, thanks. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Wow. That's cool. Love it. But if it's on the top, you're like, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> like, wow, you just made not only my day, but you made my week because you like thought about me outside of like us hanging out together or us talking and you got something because mm-hmm. it reminded you of me. And that means a lot to me. So that's kind of the idea of gift giving is you are someone that loves when people give you gifts and less about what you receive, but about the the message behind getting that gift. Number two is words of affirmation. Cooper, can we, um, <laughs> I, I, I swear, it's, it's just... always when we record, he tries to find a way in. And it's always the most inconvenient way. Know, his toy is trapped it's on our wrapped around our cords. It's it's trapped around our like auxiliary cords. Alyssa is gonna get it, and I'm gonna share a little bit about this. But words of affirmation is all about, well, pretty much words of affirmation. Yep. It's about the words that you say to each other. It's about the encouragement you speak. It's about the love that you speak. It's about the words that you choose, and in a way that is uplifting. When you say the words in a way that is positive, that is of those things you feel loved. You love the way that people speak to you. Words matter a ton. So this could be like someone writing you a note. Mm -hmm. So like growing up, my mom for her birthday every single year, she didn't want like a gift. She wanted us to like write a note to her, but always intentional, not just like love you. It was always like write a really thoughtful note because to her words of affirmation is really high on the list. And the way you feel about me and the fact that you see the things I'm doing, the fact that you. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's there's, there's so many people out there it. that like don't need it because they're like, I'm content, I'm good on my yeah. own, I don't need it. But really like all of us to some degree yeah. need words of encouragement. We mm-hmm. need words of affirmation in our yeah. lives. And especially in the times where we're struggling the most with like our security or with our confidence mm-hmm. or with like where we're at in life, the path that we're on, what we're doing. It's really important in those seasons yeah. more than anything because that's where people need kind of like reassurance of, hey, you're doing great. Keep yeah. killing it. Especially when like you're really tired. You've been putting in a lot of work or you like doubt your abilities. When you get that word of affirmation, that means a ton to you. The next one on the list is quality time. I was like, I have the baby monitor up. I don't that's know. okay. <laughs> um, quality time. Yeah. So share a little bit about this one. I'll let you go. Oh, me? spending time with you like but intentional time where you're present you are fully there you are asking good questions you are engaging in conversation and you're like putting the time aside to actually spend time with this person right (laughs) yeah i think that was like the big part this is is, spoiler this is one of my top ones but it's Mm -hmm. the fact that you are putting in the effort to like put time aside to spend time with me you're like to hear about me and you want to not because you feel like you have to that's a big part of that too yep but because you desire to as well but. yeah and for guys it's so funny i heard this one time and it was the most relatable thing ever like guys want like for quality time would love for each other to be in the same room 
but not talk to each other. <laughs> and that's like... And honestly, I like me explaining it that way where it's like, I want to talk and be present. Like you could... To- your quality time literally could be just sitting in a room with someone. Keep no, that in mind up. too. Yeah. That's yep. not my take on it. It's not yours. It. <laughs> but when it comes... like, But that's like true quality time. Yeah. It's just guys process things differently. Yeah. And for us, it's like we want to be alone, but with someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like alone, but not like fully alone. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like, I would love for nothing more than for us to like be in the same room together and like watching a sport or like a TV show or something. Yeah. And I could like be on my laptop getting work done. And I'm like, this is great quality time. Like I love spending time <laughs> with you. Like if we were to go to a coffee shop and both be getting work done together, I'm like, this is quality time. And <laughs> us on Tuesday, we were working all day at a coffee <laughs> shop. We get back in the car to drive to go pick up Silas. Yep. And I'm like, hi, I haven't talked to you in six hours. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, we literally have been sitting by each other for the past six hours and we have not said like a word to each other. And in my mind, I was like, that We was hung out awesome. all day. We just hung out all day together. And me, I'm like, well, now I really want to hang out with you. It's like, I understand we were together, but we were not together. Yes. That, yeah. And I think that's probably more relatable for more couples than we think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that's quality time. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, gosh, we can talk forever about this one because more than anything with the digital age and the digital era that we live in, our phones are glued to us. Mm -hmm. And so even like being at like the dinner table or going out and getting dinner together and like still being on our phones and like going through and searching things and stuff like that, we can try and justify it all day long. But like if you're looking at the screen, you're not paying attention Mm -hmm. to your person. And like (laughs) this is where I think a lot of people really struggle nowadays with quality time is because we're like always staring at our phones when we're with each other. We're always distracted by a TV or a screen or something else. And we're never actually fully present with each other. And I think that like social media has really done this to us where it's taught us that like, we don't need to necessarily like be in person to connect and like be like talking to each other. Like I think, um, I don't know if it was like a comedy skit or something I saw one time, but it was like, I swear it was two people sitting across from each other and they were like Snapchatting each other or something like that. Um, I don't know, no. but it was really funny, but it was just like a, a meta description of the world that we live in today where we are constantly with each other, but not with each other and not spending quality time. So that's that one. Then we have physical touch and physical touch for guys is usually really high on the totem pole. <laughs> and more than just like touch me, it's usually like I want to have sex. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. And there's a lot more to than the animalistic description of that. But for the most part, physical intimacy is something that, you know, surrounds the idea of like obviously like touch and whether it's holding hands, hugging, kissing, it's cuddling, it's, you know, sexual intimacy all across the spectrum. The idea is being physically close to someone, mm-hmm. like sharing in warmth. It's, you know, being able to hear the other's heartbeat, like those kind of things. Mm-hmm. That's like really where physical love, like physical Comfort, touch, all and, of that, yeah. right. That's where that happens. And this is huge, especially with babies. Like babies need more mm-hmm. than anything, physical the physical touch. touch. Like skin to skin is huge when mm-hmm. it comes to like a newborn because mm-hmm. they need to bond, especially like, like what I learned is, that when Silas first entered into this world, he, is he eating the plant? I'm so sorry. Hey, let's not do that. Go. Is, is he actually eating it? Go. I think he's licking it, but. No licking plants. I'm going to no, have no. to get the little peanut here shortly. That's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Our baby. But 
like babies, when they come into the world, I learned that for a while, they still think that they're in the mother's womb. Yeah, they so, don't know that they're a separate being. Right. From and that's where like, they obviously have to learn and develop to grow, you know, outside of that. Mm-hmm. But it also has to do with like, still having that connection and like that skin to skin. So like, immediately he came into this world and all of a sudden it was like, take him. And you were like, we were like, open your eyes. Like, look. <laughs> and you were like, what? And you're like, oh, my child. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was out yet. <laughs> immediately skin to skin. Yeah. And like, that's huge for the development of children and yeah. they need that. And I think that uh, we could talk about more about this later, but a lot of people that need physical touch or like need that feeling of love, it's usually because they were deprived of it in their early years of development and they didn't get a lot of physical touch. So like they desire it more than anything because it's not what they got. So like for girls, they don't really need physical touch as much. They don't really care. Sure, mm-hmm. Some might, but for the most they don't. But for guys, they do. And it's usually because like moms and, and dads, especially as they grow, girls are a lot more emotional. There's a lot more like intimacy with touch, hugs, crying on shoulders, that kind of stuff. For guys, it's like roughing it into the dirt. It's like, check this out. I'm going to do a flip and land on my head, like that kind of stuff. But it's not as much like the hugging and the, the intimacy that like girls usually get growing up. And that's why I think a lot of more guys like that physical touch. It's because they didn't really get a lot of it. And not in like a negative sense of like you failed at parenting. It's just a natural like progression mm-hmm. of development for human beings if that makes sense that's physical touch and then the last one is acts of service this is what you do for the other person Mm -hmm. this is you know the actions that you choose to do that specifically impact the other person so like (laughs) i mean i guess it could be a little bit but like me going to work and like getting work done you might at moments have like bursts of like, oh my gosh, I love him so much. Like he's doing so much for us. He's working hard, but it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, as, that wouldn't be like loving. But me. It, right, it's not the same as me going out of my way to make you a cup of coffee or do the dishes or do a load of laundry. Like my unasked. my responsibility. <laughs> right, doing something that like maybe you're usually supposed to do or whatever it is, or doing something above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. That kind of act of service is the kind where we usually feel the most love for it. Um. So yeah, that is a full breakdown of, I guess, like the five. And that was like a really brief version of them. Mm-hmm. We really encourage anyone that's listening to this, go get the book by Gary Chapman yeah. called The Five Love Languages and just read the book. Get super educated on it because the more you learn about each of the love languages, the better you're going to learn. To if love that's, your partner. It, well, to love your partner, absolutely. That's but to learn what... To learn what your love languages are. Yeah. Because we can give brief descriptions with a couple of examples. And there's a there's a test too. Yes. Yeah. So you could always take the test and kind of learn in the season, like, what are my love languages? Yeah. It's like, but, would you prefer your partner do this for you? Or would you like it more if you got a gift for this than if you, you know, like yeah, someone were to give you like a back yeah, massage? Yeah, break it down. Yeah, but. all that kind of stuff. But um, like there's tons of examples in the book mm-hmm. and it breaks it down even more. So it really helps you be like, oh wait, that really is me. Because we can go into it thinking that we have a certain love language mm-hmm. in the same way that with an Enneagram, you might be like, oh, I'm totally this type. And then when you start to really learn more, you're like, no, I'm not that type. Yeah. Because the test can also be not as accurate as we'd like because mm-hmm. sometimes we could also answer the question two different ways. Yeah. are like, oh, I'd like it this way too. So they can give drastically different results. Yeah. So maybe take the test a couple of times and see if it's consistent. But it's, yeah, go above and beyond. We're going to give a brief breakdown of it, talk about ours. But the, the principle beyond all of it is that these are really important to learn mm-hmm. because it impacts your relationship. Yeah. Baby break? Yeah. Baby break. Hey, it's me, Jeremy. 
And while we're on baby break right now, I thought this would be a great time to talk to you about our brand new wedding planning guide, or I guess I should call it the ultimate wedding planning guide that we recently created and have dropped on our website. So if you are someone who is engaged, someone who is about to get engaged, or man, maybe you're like really expecting to get engaged soon, or you're maybe even just single and you are really ambitious and excited about one day getting married, this is the guide for you. Now, my wife and I, if you don't know this, are wedding photographers, and we have been in the industry for the last six years and have spent thousands of hours with couples during their day and during the planning process. And over that course of time, have learned habits, have learned uh, a lot of different tips and tricks, but we've also seen a lot of reoccurring themes that play into what it takes to make your day amazing. And we've taken all of those tips, all of that experience that we've had, everything we could think of, we have just regurgitated it into this guide and have made it the ultimate wedding guide to give you everything you need to know to plan for your wedding day. We would hope that you're not already a pro at it, unless you're already in the industry, because most of, the, most of you, this is your first time getting married. And so we're taking everything that we've learned, we've given it to you into one simple guide to save you the hours and hours and hours of researching different guides or, 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 or emails or uh, articles online and different blog posts. We've saved you all that time putting it and condensing it all into one single place. So you have everything you need to know from the step-by-step -step of planning your, your wedding day, going through your sample timelines, talking about whether or not to do a first look to, um, different ways to save, to tips and tricks from us, to to everything in between. And we even top it off with some marital advice that we encourage every single couple to learn before they get into a marriage. And so if you're someone who is in that season of life, we encourage you to check it out. It is the ultimate and the best thing that you could do to set yourself up for success in your wedding day, in your wedding day process, and going into your marriage. And we hope that it is for you. All right, back to the pod. All right, back from our baby break. And this time, with child. We have baby. We have baby. And he's, in a, yeah. he's in a good mood. He's in a good mood. We'll see how long he chills here for. Yeah. He seems pretty interested in his kneecap. Yeah, it's a good kneecap. So, <laughs> we've given a breakdown of each of the five love languages. Now, the question that everyone's been burning to ask. What is your love language? I've, I've been burning to ask that. <laughs> I think everybody wants to know ours for sure. Right? Right, yeah. Mine, um, in this current season, I'd say my top one is quality time. And then my one underneath that is acts of, no, I'm sorry, words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Are yep. we just doing top two? Uh, go like down the list. What do you think the rest are? I would say third would probably be acts of service mm -hmm. and then physical touch and then gift giving. Cries physical touch is so far though <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's okay uh i think also too it's like now i'm touched like all day so, like to some degree because they're like he's with me all the time too so it's like yep. even more so i'm like not now <laughs> like less please less <laughs> yep. yeah so mine so mine would be physical touch mm -hmm. and then it would be acts of service then it would be words of affirmation then it would be, oh, I'm so sorry. I, was I like, skipped quality I time. I wasn't like, you're really putting it down at the bottom. I didn't think it was that low for you. <laughs> no, I totally missed it. So um, I should have wrote these down. I'm it's just okay. going off in my head. Yeah. So it's going to be physical touch. Mm -hmm. Then it will be quality time, acts of service. Then it would be um, words of affirmation and then gifts. So yeah, gifts is on the bottom, I think, for both of us. Yeah. But then I think after that, it already changes because yeah. yours is much higher for words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, very different for, for both of us, which is so good to know mm-hmm. because usually the way it works is the way we feel the most loved is the way that we think other people feel loved as well. Yeah. So like the way, I don't know, you can reflect on it, but kind of think, how do, how do I show my love for others a lot of the time? Like, yeah. are you the type that's constantly texting your friends like, hey, like just, you're doing great. You're awesome. You you probably also want to receive that yourself. Your words of affirmation is probably up there for you. Yep. But yeah. And especially if like you go around touching people a lot. Yeah. You probably want to them. also be touched. A lot. <laughs> uh, Loved how that went. Are you the hugger in your group? <laughs> yeah. Right. Honestly. No. If, uh, if, if you are the type that is more like physical touchy, mm-hmm. that's probably how you also mm-hmm. like to be loved. And so that's like a great way to already kind of gauge where you're at. But what's so important is knowing if that's how other people want to be loved too. Mm -hmm. So this goes into the main question of like why it's so important to know each other's love languages is because the, the common misconception is what we said, which is that people love others the way they think they like to be loved because of how they feel loved. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, sometimes you strike gold and it, it works. Other times it fails. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to know the difference between that for you and your partner because if you are doing all of these things out of love for them and you're like, man, I went out of my way and like, you know, bought you all these gifts. I got you this really expensive gift. You're like, you could have just wrote a note. Mm-hmm. And it would linger with me longer. Yeah. Like I would take that note and I would put it in my nightstand and I would read that thing every single day for a week <laughs> straight because I love it so much. I don't have every single one of the notes you've ever written me. I do. I, I do. Oh. It was sarcasm. Oh. I missed it. <laughs> you did. I missed it. Shoot. <laughs> I'm like, they're all in our importance document folder. I have yes. them all started. <laughs> yes, that's right. So... Yeah, if, if, if we have the wrong idea of like how someone wants to be loved and then we take that into the relationship and that's kind of like how we direct our actions, sometimes it's really just like pouring into a cup with holes on the bottom. <laughs> right, Silas? Yeah, Do you agree? <laughs> we put all this effort into the relationship and it's not producing any fruit. And like that, like that was one example. But like another example is, you know, I, I'm someone who loves physical touch. Like that is my thing. Mm-hmm. But if you think that like you've been serving me well because you've been going out of your way to do all these acts of service. I might be like, yeah, I'm appreciative of those things, but I don't feel like I'm being loved the way that I should be loved. Yeah. And it's, it's obviously different for, for a lot of guys, but for most guys, it really does come down to like the way that we most feel loved is feeling desired. And that usually comes through sexual intimacy, but it doesn't always have to be that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, when guys get into relationships, They love the aspect of feeling wanted, of feeling desired. It's usually because we live in a world, and this could kind of be a side note, and you can disagree with it if it's a, a, you know, hot take or whatever. (laughs) But for the most part, guys are easily rejected in the world. Like if, like for girls, when you go to like a, a bar, it seems like most guys are after a girl, and girls are only after certain guys, and. The the idea is that like a guys like kind of growing up don't get the amount of emotional love that they need and they kind of get tossed to the side or it's like we just bottle up our emotions and stuff, whatever it is. But for the most part, we don't feel that like drive of desire from our partners or from our, our people in our life. So when you get into a relationship, 
we love the feeling of being desired, like going out of our way. I want to be with you. I want to be intimate with you. Like that feeling is huge for me. But if I do the same thing for you, (laughs) you're going to be like, I don't want to do this right now. (laughs) You're like, no, like, do we have, why can't you just like cuddle with me? Can we just talk? Can we just just talk? Talk. Can we do talk? (laughs) Yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. But what happens is in a lot of relationships, people think that they're loving their partner well, when in all realities, they're not. Mm -hmm. They think that they're filling a hole, but all they're doing is digging it deeper. And that's why it's so important to know your couple, to know your person and to know how they truly feel loved. Because then when it comes down to like, how can I love my partner better, which goes into the last episode that we talked about, which had all to do with sacrifice and serving. This is kind of that reference point for how to do that because everyone feels loved differently. And I mean, I don't know a lot of people where like gifts is at the top of their, their list, but if it is, they're out there. I hope it's not expensive because <laughs> if that's the only way they feel loved, then that kind of stinks. But for most people, like writing a note to them or like speaking words of like truth and encouragement, like we all need it. Like on, on our, uh, my ask, my ask us why podcast months and months and months ago, we did an episode where one of the key takeaways was like, just speak encouragement into other people. Because we don't get that like at all. Some parents never tell their kids that they love them. And so even just like telling someone that like, hey, like I love you. Like you matter in this world. Silas, I love you. (laughs) Can literally change their day, change their week, change their life because they don't get words spoken into them. So like for some people, that's where it matters most. For other people, it's about like going out of your way to do acts of service for them, to 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 do the dishes when you know you don't have to do that. It's because in in their mind, what they see is like you didn't have to do that, but you chose to do that because that takes time and that takes effort, and you sacrificing to do that means a ton to me. Mm-hmm. Quality time. It's no, it's not just being in the same room with each other. It's putting the phone down or turning the phone off. It's eye contact Mm -hmm. and it's like actually listening. Like you could, gosh, you could name so many times where you say something and I go, hmm, or I go, that's crazy. I know it. I literally stop and I'm like, what did I say? That's how you get me. What did I say? And you like turn, I'm like, (laughs) or I'll just stop talking in mid-sentence and be like, let's see if he notices that I (laughs) even stopped talking or if he thinks that was the full. (laughs) (laughs) The the hard part is, is sometimes like I will have got a couple of the words you said. And, and you'll so try. in a matter of seconds, I'm processing it in my brain at like a million miles an hour going, use deductive reasoning. She said this. <laughs> what was she probably talking about? And then sometimes I shoot my shot. And maybe oh, one, I know out you're of never right, one, one out of 20 times, I actually get it right. You still blow past it because you're like, good guess. You got it right. <laughs> I'm like, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out real quick. What was she actually saying? Because I was like on my phone, probably being distracted yeah. or like I just literally was spacing out in the conversation. But like quality time is actually having true conversation, truly listening to each other and, and maintaining that eye contact, using active listening, repeating words back to each other, building on the conversation. Like that's what it means. But it's when you have quality time, it's choosing to be super intentional with your time with each other to make it count. Because especially when you get into a relationship where you're married and you're with each other all the time, Mm -hmm. the idea of quality time really dilutes. Like you start to think that like we live together, we sleep in the same bed. We spend time together all the time. We spend time (laughs) together 
all the time. Yeah. What do you mean that we haven't had quality time with each other? And that's when it comes down to being like, oh, when's the last time we just got dinner each other, yeah. you know, with each other? When's the last <laughs> time we went on a date? <laughs> like, when was the last time we actually like didn't just watch TV together? We decided yeah. to play a game together yeah. or whatever it is. Like, there are so many more ways to spend time with people than what your preconceived notion mm-hmm. of spending time with someone is. And you have to be able to decipher and discern that and then apply that into the relationship mm-hmm. in a way that makes them feel loved. Yeah. So it's different for every single person, but. I've seen relationships fail because the person on the other side was so stubborn to think I've been doing things the right way this entire time and they're not being grateful for what I've been doing for them. Mm -hmm. I have been working my butt off 24 seven. I'm doing this for the family. Like I am doing quote acts of service because you know, I think that this is how I would feel loved is because they're going out of their way to work hard to provide for this family. Like that's, that's one thing that um, mattered to me when we first started dating was Seeing if like you would ever try to foot the bill or like we're going to get coffee and it's like, no, I got this. Because when it's just like casual. I did, right? You did. Okay. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> it was the first time we went and got coffee. You're like, yeah. I got this. We kind of oh, like yeah. fought for it. But when it's yeah. in the relationship where it's like you kind of expect everything to be done by me, it's like, I don't want to get into this long-term relationship where the idea is I'm the only one that's ever going to like put effort into this to like work hard and to pay for things, you know? And obviously we're in a season right now where we have a child. So yeah. like you might have those convictions of like, I'm not doing work right now. I'm not really doing a lot, but like we're on the same level of expectation of that's okay. This is the season yeah. of life that we're in. But before when it was just dual income, no kids kind of working, you were working so many hours at Dutch, you were picking up extra shifts and then you were doing school, but you were still working at the same time. And like, that was something that was important to me because that's also how I feel loved in this relationship is that like, you're going out of your way to also provide for this family. Mm -hmm. Like you're in this, we're a team. This isn't all pressure on me to do everything. And you're going to sit back and start shopping on Amazon and then just (laughs) orders show up. And I'm like, what's this? And it's like, oh, it's just nothing. Like that's you in this relationship. (laughs) My purchases are investments, okay? <laughs> but that's that's really how it goes. Yeah. And so um, for us, like we had to, you know, learn that that was one of the love languages and that's how like I feel loved at times. Mm-hmm. And so, but if, if you have all that time in your relationship have been like, I've been doing this for you. I went out of my way to do this. I spent all this money on you. You could be like, that's great. I don't care about these things that, you know, grow, yeah. grow like dust on them and, and build, you know, and decay and whatever, because it's just stuff. Like I appreciate the notion, but like, it doesn't matter to me that much. Mm-hmm. What matters is like that you would like, just look at me every once in a while when we're having dinner or it's for someone like me with physical touch. It's like, Knowing that like for me, sexual intimacy is important, which is huge for most guys. Like it's it's really high on the totem pole for most guys. Mm-hmm. This is just a, a a fact across the board. This isn't like anecdotal. The the way that you best love me is choosing to sacrifice. And even if you're not always feeling it, choosing to get into a mental state where you're like, this is important. Mm-hmm. This is necessary. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to do, you know, because if you don't know that that's how I'm loved and I never communicate that to you as an expectation and I just expect that from you, Mm -hmm. then we build up that tension over time because I'm like, we haven't had sex in so long or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And that happens in a lot of relationships. The two biggest reasons for why divorces happen is because of financial reasons and because of sex reasons. Those are the two biggest factors. And both of those like rely on communication, but talking Mm -hmm. about the sex side of things, that comes from a love language. And that is super important is to know how to love your, pr- your person properly. 
So with all of those thoughts in mind, the challenge is one, learn what your love languages are. Mm-hmm. And you could do some self-reflection. You could read the book, which we all highly encourage. You can take the test. Those are really easy, practical ways to start figuring out what your love languages are. And I would encourage you, even if you think you know them right away, actually like do more reflection. And I would say take the test online more than anything. I, I think you just Google love languages is there test. there a podcast too? Uh, I guarantee you there is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's got to be one. They have one. They definitely do it way better than us. <laughs> but if you just take the time to actually learn about them, you might learn more about yourself in this process of yeah. how you actually feel loved. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help you communicate with your partner so much better. Yeah. Like, hey, I've been doing some thinking and I've realized that the ways I feel most love is when you do X, when you do Y, and when you do Z for me. And if you aren't really doing those things, if you like are in a season of reflection and you notice you're not doing those things, I want you to assume that I'm not feeling loved and I'm not communicating that I don't feel loved. And that's huge because if we don't have the expectation of like, I haven't done those things in a while, she's probably fine or he's probably fine. There's probably like underlying issues that are building up and they, the other person probably just doesn't want to communicate them. Like that happens a lot for me where if like we're going through seasons where I'm not really, we're not really being sexually intimate, I don't really come out and just say like, hey, I want to like have sex with you. And like that's like one, hard because then in my mind, I'm like, well, now she's doing it because I'm telling her to, not because she wants to. Like that's already a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but like to even have to express it is like, she should know this already. But if you don't, it's really hard to. And for most guys, that's how they feel love. But for most girls, it's probably quality time and words of affirmation. That's probably pretty high on the list. And if I'm thinking back and I'm like, well, I've been spending a ton of extra time on work recently. I really haven't like said anything encouraging to her recently or whatever it is. Then there's probably a good chance that like I could already be doing better, but that she might be in a position right now where she doesn't really feel loved Mm -hmm. and she might not like feel like communicating it. (laughs) She might not know how to start the conversation, whatever it is. But like for both parties, learning to initiate that is huge. But if you can be under the impression that they might not be loved that well, it can encourage you to start doing those things. Yeah. And if they already are feeling loved, then it's bonus points, right? Yeah. You you, like, you don't lose. It's not a lose-win <laughs> situation with it. It's a win-win. You're, you're totally blocking your face for the, okay. the podcast. Alpha, alpha will join us. I'm actually not sticking up too much right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry. Well... Hi. Yeah, so that's that's the, the first thing to do is to learn what your love language is or your love languages are and in the order of the most important. The second is to learn your partners mm-hmm. to initiate that conversation. You don't have to be married to have this conversation. It's all about being intentional, setting time aside and being on the same page. You're like, hey, let's each learn our love languages. If you don't know them already, let's learn them and then let's talk about them. Yeah. So it's gonna be like, hey, like next week, let's go on a date. But I want us to talk about love languages when we meet up. So then each are on the same idea of like, take the time to research, share yep. the podcast, go read the book, whatever it is, take the time to do that. And then when we meet up, we're going to talk about this and just kind of share with each other and just kind of like share some examples and share some ideas of, yeah, when, when you do these things for me, I've realized like, I feel really loved when you do that. Yeah. And when I don't feel these things, I don't feel really loved. Yeah. You'll know these things better when you're married because there's so much more into the relationship, but it's a great starting place even when you're dating to know these things. And if you're single, even more important is you already know what your love languages are and you already know what they are or the concept of it, so that when you go into that relationship, you can learn pretty early on how to love your partner well. Because that's gonna save you so, so 
many problems in your relationship, especially when you feel like you're struggling and the relationship isn't doing hot, the best thing you can do is just start loving them like way better and way more. Like take time to be way more intentional Mm -hmm. with the things that you're doing. Go above and beyond and serve the other person. I promise and I guarantee you, your relationship will get better if you just start loving them more. Yeah. Like that really is what it comes down to. Everyone says this whole thing of like, the love's just not there anymore. And like that that can be true in the sense of the infatuation, yeah. which does go away yeah. after some time, but you can still feel loved later on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, wait a second, this is a scam. You're telling me that this infatuation wasn't going to last 50 years for me? Like then no marriage would exist because everyone seems to be suffering after that, right? But no, you can still love your partner really well well beyond the two-year mark as you continue to grow in your relationship. You can continue to love them in a way where they feel loved that brings energy into the relationship. And so if you can learn your love languages, learn their love languages, and talk about it with each other, it's going to set you up for success to have actual practical tips. Because we can give you practical tips right now for each of them on like what to do, but it doesn't matter. Like What matters is it's, knowing... Yeah, how your partner sees and how they actually choose to... Right, because... Yeah. You know, you could hear my take on quality time and be like, this is how you can start doing quality time with me. And then someone could take that and be like, all right, I'm going to start doing that right away. And they could be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm watching TV with you. And they're like, we never actually watch TV. <laughs> it's like, well, I listen to this podcast and they said that they feel loved when they're in the same room together. <laughs> it's like, what? I know that's a silly example. But the the premise still stands that if you can talk with your partner about it yeah put in the effort to actually learn and understand yes how and your partner sees is, it and how they want to be loved and yours as well and that takes a relationship so much deeper because mm-hmm. you truly know your person and these, these these will change like they can change in different seasons like we've recently talked about how like yours have kind of changed a little bit mm-hmm. like words of affirmation wasn't super high on the totem pole for you no for a while so she like during pregnancy i think that's when it switched and i didn't even realize it but mm-hmm. i think i was doubting my ability of like am I going to be a good mom? I'm not handling pregnancy well. Like all of those doubts started creeping in. I'm like, I think I just need like assurance on this. Like, mm-hmm. and then I like realized the more you were doing it, I'm like, okay, I think, I think things are shifting for me. <laughs> but like thinking back though, it's like acts of, acts of service was a huge one in the season that I was working a ton and going to school and doing all of that. I'm like, I don't have time to do anything. Like I need things off of my, like out of my hands. Like I need help in that way. And like mm-hmm. you stepped in and saw that too but those were all conversations like check-ins like hey is this still like how you're feeling love like how am i doing like Mm -hmm. that type of thing yeah and there's also a difference between feeling loved and feeling attracted to someone yeah very very different because it can be like a a preconceived notion in our mind of like i'm gonna do the things that because like for for instance for you there's like this recurring joke that I see all the time, especially on TikTok, where it's like the most attractive thing that a man does is he's vacuuming oh. <laughs> and playing with the kids. You're like, man, I, I'm going to rip your clothes off because you are dusting the fan. O-M-G. Like that's, that's like an idea of like, oh, she's attracted to me when I do those things, but that's not necessarily how she feels loved. So you can't mix those two things up where, oh, well, this is how... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how yeah. I feel attracted to someone versus how they feel loved by someone. Yeah. And so learn to distinguish the two, but learn how to love each other because that deepens the relationship. It deepens the bond and it always sets a great foundation to go into your relationship with and as a fallback to be like, things are kind of sucking right now. How can we like 
make this marriage better. And it's like, well, I went to dinner with them, but they didn't seem to like it. And in their mind, it could be because they went to dinner and the entire time you were just on your phone or watching the sports game in the background. He needs a moment. Oh. <laughs> Tell us. This is your moment to share how you feel loved. <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, big smiles. All right, we'll finish up. We'll finish up. Yeah, but it's like, okay, we went out and got dinner because you were like, oh, we should, we should go on a date. I feel like we haven't gone on a date in a while, and I would really love it if we did. And it's like, great, you do, but the entire time you were focused on the TV behind or you were on your phone or whatever it was, it's like you weren't actually having quality time with them mm-hmm. or you know, you weren't being intentional with it, whatever it is. Yeah. Don't just see these like your partner's top love or whatever it is as like a checklist too. It's right. like quality time. Cool. We're going to dinner. Check. Like mm-hmm. you should truly, truly be desiring to like love them as best as you possibly can. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like I just need to check this off my list and go like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's a, that's a great reminder yeah. because it can be really easy for us to think, oh, well I need to be loving my partner. So I'm going to go into this and check off the list. Cause like for you, it could be like, oh, well, if I just have sex with them, you'll shut up Check and you check it off. <laughs> but like you should actually desire to yeah. do that. And that really does boil down to your philosophy of what it means to be in a relationship. Yeah. This goes back to the last podcast we talked about, the whole idea of like the me-centric culture, like a marriage is all about us and what we can get out of it. But if you go into this being like, no, I love this person with my whole heart and I want to serve this person, then like you have joy going into it. And, and you do it both ways when one feels loved and then the other one is like, man, I feel so loved. They want to love you back. And the hard part is you might be in a season where both don't feel loved and you're waiting for the other partner to start loving you. Yeah. But I would challenge you to do the loving first, like step out of the, the pride that you have or the scorecard that you have in your mind of, well, I've been doing great. Tear or up the scorecard. Tear it up. Rip it up. Burn it. Shred it. Get rid of it. And go into it with a mindset of, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to take initiative because when you take initiative, it is huge because it sparks something mm-hmm. that, you know, you're waiting for the other person to do. But when you start it, you actually kind of get a feel of like, man, I love this. Like, I love going out of my way to love them, even when I'm not maybe feeling loved. And it's something about the way that God designed marriage for us, because it really does speak light into this is, this is right. I'm doing the right thing, you know? So, yeah. That, my friends, yeah. is the five <laughs> love languages. We hope you guys learned something from it. Hope you guys got some encouragement from it. And uh, if anything, the challenge, you guys already got it. But man, go learn more about love languages and like apply it into your relationships and into your life. And I promise it'll make things so much better, yeah. especially when you're going like through hard seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Silas is passionate about this too. Yes. Yeah. Because we've already had, as like we've talked about, we've already had a lot of hard seasons in our relationship, even though, you know, we're young into it. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the honeymoon phase. So we kind of went straight to like, feeling like we've been married for like five, 10 years. <laughs> and it's kind of like, we got to have these hard talks. But it taught us really quick. Silas, we're almost done. Almost done. I know, you just wanted to chatter. We, uh, we like got to points in our life where we're like, man, this marriage is not doing great. And we kind of had to hit the reset button. Yeah. And the thought was, how do we do that? And the first thing was like, all right, well, let's go back to our love languages. Mm-hmm. How can I do this for my partner? And how can I start doing that? And then you figure out what it is. And then from there, you get an idea. And then you initiate on the idea. You take action. 
And before you know it, like you're planting seeds that are going to start to, to, to grow and it's going to start to flourish in your relationship. So that's my encouragement to you guys. Hope that was educational. Hope it was helpful. And uh, yeah. Anything else you want to share? Silence wants you all to have a good day. Blowing bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else? No, just love your partners well, guys. Love your partners well. And remember, it's a journey. You guys are joining us on our journey mm-hmm. as we're continuing to love and learn. So make sure to like this podcast if you haven't already. Share it with any of your young lovers that you know because that's the best way to help this podcast grow. And uh, it also can be really helpful for them, especially if you know someone who's struggling in a relationship right now because this is such a, a huge like they're going to tell you this in therapy and counseling. This is what you're going to learn anyways is like learn the love languages. Like this is Gary Chapman. This is what his job was. He was a marriage counselor. So like he's taking the principles that he would teach his couples who were struggling these things. So if you want to skip the therapy or if you want to avoid the therapy, learn the principles already. And uh, yeah, like it, share it, subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode. That's the pot. Bye. Bye.